Welcome to the Continuous Growth Podcast with Gary Bodette and Joey T. Today was episode number one, where we talked about the used soils growth model, and we talked about how to apply it to different businesses, to uh, your skills as a leader, and also to you as an individual on how to continuously grow and improve things. So we give some background on it, uh, have a little fun conversation, and hopefully we give you some things that you could start to apply right away. So here we go. Well, we're live now. Good, good, good. You could edit stuff though, right? Later. Yeah. yeah okay. Edit it yeah, out. we don't want to edit it. There it is. <laughs> we're we're playing those instruments right now. It's hard work. It's hard work to talk and do that at the same time. Very, very talented. All right, I'm Gary Botet, and I'm here with Joey T. So I guess my, my background is uh, I have my MBA. I'm a business consultant. I own a small consulting firm that we are definitely growing. Um, but yeah, I like helping companies out, help them solve different problems. So I told Joey that I was like, hey, I'm going around a lot of different places throughout the state. And I think there's some, some interesting things that I'm finding. Um, there's a lot of common problems. And I want to put together a system that will kind of help these small, medium businesses um, help improve. Um, taking what I learned from my lean manufacturing and engineering background, looking at different models, the scientific method, plan, do, check, act, the dimming cycle, just looking at all these different things. And, and if I could just give someone kind of a roadmap for improvement, I think that would be pretty sweet. So... So I was working on that for a few years and I just kept adding to it. And that way, um, since I couldn't be in a bunch of places at once, I was um, trying to think of a system that could help different companies out. So I was like, here, we got to get it. We got to get this stuff out there to, to help people out. So that's kind of the essence of the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, and I kind of came. Yeah, I, well, I discovered that. Like in order to have a profitable business, right? Business is all about growth. Like if you're not growing each year, you're going to go under. So growth, financial growth, profitability. So my thoughts were, or what I discovered. So I've been tra been a trainer since I was 18. When I first worked at the MCI, we typed for the, the deaf and there was a job posting as a, as a trainer. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll try it out. So I've been doing this for like 19 years training yeah. and just learning what how people think and so i'm sure i probably could have read a study somewhere but i just found out on my own that if you want a business to be successful and to grow profits you grow the leadership and then in turn the the leaders will then hopefully grow their employees and the the best way to grow your business is to grow your people so it's you grow your people and then that will grow your business so that kind of made me realize like, all right, there's something here. How could I think of a growth system? So I came at it as like how to grow as a leader, how to grow your, you know, your business. And then, yeah, we, we discovered that there is some self-development and self-growth. Um, and really the model's based off the scientific method. Uh, it's just kind of put into business terms and then just new studies and new data that, that's proven to work at an individual and a leadership level. So I would definitely say some people who helped develop is Joey, helped me realize more of the individual growth. 
Um, I've worked with a few different medical doctors who've helped me. Um, I ran it by them. I ran it by a psychologist. I ran it by some lean professionals, some business mm-hmm. owners, and uh, piloted the system and um, kind of just, you know, tweaked it here and there to make sure that it's um, beneficial. So, yeah, I'm real excited about it. And as I'm launching this new product and system that it's like, hey, we might as well do a, a podcast about it too. and Help get the word out. Help get the word out. Help Pe- people improve. People like podcasts. <laughs> Nice. So, um, should we go into the name of the? Yeah, that's okay. what I was going to ask okay. you next. What's what's up with the name? <laughs> Did you intend it to be use soils? No, no. Like the not. whole thing with the growth is like a theme, or yeah, I'm really against um, like naming things in this day and age, just so it for memorization based because you know we have phones, we could Google it, we could check things out. So, I just I was writing a model that is very specific and very easy roadmap to, to follow. So um, the way it goes is understand externally what's going on. So I think if I start from a leadership view, because this is, this is how I started with the, the business outlook as a business owner, if you look externally, so what's going on with the market? What's going on? What do customers want? Even if they don't know they want it or not, like what is the voice of the customer? Once you look externally, the next part is, then you need to understand internally, what are you capable of doing? What are your constraints? Almost kind of like a SWOT analysis. When, and then mm-hmm. you see if what's, what's the gap between external and internal. Like, all right, this is what customers want. This is what the market wants. Now, what can I do about it? And that way you're not over-promising and you're just dialed into what, what people want. Um, after the next, the next part was I wanted to make a model that... Um, that, that covered the number one problem that I see, which is communication, and more specifically, communication flow. So after you understand externally what's going on, what the market is calling for, then you understand internally, understand your team members, your processes, what you're capable of doing, what your constraints are, then it's you need to speak, you need to share information, you need to take, as a business owner, whatever you learned about your customer, what they require, what they demand, um, what they're willing to pay for, what they value. And every single employee that you have should know those things. Right. Right. I mean, imagine a company where every single employee knows exactly what the customer wants, whether it's a service industry or a production industry. So that's the vision. That way they could troubleshoot. They could really focus on the customer. So where I worked before, I went down, um, so I worked in a, it's a Fortune 100 company, Parker Hannafin. Um, I, I could use their, their name. Um, <laughs> but I went down to a group and we did fuel filters. Some of the people who we um, supplied fuel filters for are Toyota and General Motors and John Deere and Packar, Caterpillar. So um, it was just, it was just a big thing. And I, so this story made me insert this part in the model, which is the speak portion and the share information. When there's this group of ladies, and I was working as a new, I was doing training for a new hire orientation. Mm-hmm. So to sell it to salary employees that would come into our company, um, and they would ask like, hey, yeah, what products do you do? So I was making a, a, a PowerPoint slide. So I went down to a few departments. I got out of the office, and I asked, hey, so what is what are you guys working on here into this one work cell? And they're like, mm, 
we don't know. It's a it's a diesel fuel filter. I was like, oh, cool. What is it going go into? Because I was I was secretly going online, like finding the the logos of like John Deere. I was like googling them because I want to make this nice presentation that way. It's a nice introduction of what we do, kind of connecting the customer. Right. So to me, I was like, you don't you don't know what like what you guys are doing in here. Like, no, we're just putting this into that, and then you know we wait until our break, wait until our lunch, and had no idea. So I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to go find this part number. I'm going to go uh, into our production scheduling department. I'm going to find out like what that goes into, what we're making so many of. Um, and it turns out that it was a fuel filter for school buses. So I'm okay. like, oh, that's interesting. So a um, bunch, of, bunch of ladies in the work cell. There's one or two guys. And I go um, and I share this information with them. And they're like, their jaws drop. They're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, these fuel filters go into school buses. Like, oh, my kids go to school. So, yeah, I want to make sure this is a good fuel filter because my kids ride the bus. So I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they started connecting to the why and connecting to the purpose. Right. And um, just kind of the funny thing in a staff meeting a, a week or two later, when they did the report out for that work sale, all their numbers have gone up. Their productivity numbers, their quality numbers. Because they actually care now. They actually cared. They actually care about what they're doing and the quality. And, and they were happier. Yeah. Like, they had yeah. purpose. Like Purpose, yeah. yeah. And it was something I wish I could say I was, like, strategically knew that it would help them out or give them more purpose. I didn't know. I would just fumbled upon it as I was working on a PowerPoint orientation. But just the, the look they gave me sticks with me. I could picture their faces now, like, wow, what we're doing is important. Yeah. And they just became leaders and um, they took that from, hey, could we have a picture of our products up in our workstation, whatever works. So, yeah, when I found out exactly which type of buses they went into. So just when they worked on those buses, they wanted a picture of a bus up there. They just wanted a, a reminder of how important their job really was. Here, yeah. So that always stuck out. I'm like, wow, this impact. Imagine, again, if everyone knew what the customer wanted, who the customer was. Um, the requirements it it just does uh it's a way of thinking it, of it what was that thing you showed me the guy that worked at nasa the janitor oh yeah that yeah. kind of like ties in with that too right um so it's yeah john f kennedy with the janitor um you know he goes on a tour and he was big on getting getting us to the moon getting america to the moon we wanted to be first we wanted to beat russia so you know, he keeps sending this message, we're going to the moon. So the story goes that he's he's walking by, finds a guy who's mopping and, you know, wearing the janitorial clothing. And he's like, hey, sir, so, you know, what do you, what do, you do? He's like, well, I mop the floors, but my job really is to help get the astronauts safely to the moon. So john f kennedy was like wow this guy gets it like that's that's, that's the vision that's like everyone doesn't yeah. matter if you're, everyone has a part mm -hmm. to play and our grand vision and mission is to get to the moon um so yeah that story is cool because it, it just did connect um the dots and right. wow they had a great understanding so he could have had the attitude of yeah i'm just laying bricks or I'm building a cathedral. Yeah. I'm mopping right. a floor or I'm taking us to the moon. So yeah. finding, finding purpose. And so kind of with this, this is a proactive model that instead of making your employees have to figure this out on their own, like I'm saying proactively share these things, share your vision with your people and, right. and the purpose. So if I'm, if I'm making wine, you know, you could look at 
what's the mission statement for wine? I'm like, well, you're not really selling wine. You're selling experiences. And, and wine happens to be there during that wedding. Wine happens to be there during a good conversation that you had. Right. So if you think of it just as the end of the road being the, the wine and the, and the customer just paying for something as opposed to like really what, what difference is your product or service making? Mm-hmm. Like what are you really trying to do? Right. It's fun um, to make a difference and it's impactful. So getting, getting people thinking of that. Um, one other example is there's, I work, you know, we're in central California. There's a lot of ag here. So I'll do consulting, um, for a company, a large company that does almond trees. And when I talk to their employees, it's like, well, what do you guys do here? You know, we graft almond trees, we grow almond trees. I'm like, yes, that's right. But you also help feed the world. Some of the protein from almonds, um, you guys are international. You're feeding kids who can't get that protein anywhere else. Yeah. Like, we're one of the biggest exporters oh, in the world, sure. if not yes. the biggest. Yes. You know, California. Right. So it's just almonds. a different way of looking yeah. at it, you know? Yeah. Because they really are. It's not, I'm not lying to them about it. Like, they internationally ship, and they, there's parts of India that they don't, they don't have as much protein, and they're malnutrition, and this is a, you could... Export almonds extremely easy. Almonds, I'd have to say, depending on who's listening. I don't want to get yelled at. Um, yeah, so I think it's extremely important to understand what the customer wants and to share that information with all all of your employees, which kind of takes us to the next one. Once you once you share it with everyone, you understand what the customer values. Then the next step in use of is to eliminate waste. So what is waste? It's everything that doesn't add value to the customer. Get rid of it. Right. You don't need it. You don't need it. It's costing you money. So it, this is really part of the lean manufacturing aspect. Um, just my background um, doing Six Sigma and having my, I know it sounds lame, my black belt, but that's what I, I know. That's what they call it. I don't, I don't really like, I don't like it. I'm a master black belt in Six Sigma. <laughs> um, but hey, it just means I'm pretty good statistician. Uh, statistics and solving some quality problems um but yeah so have you ever heard of lean manufacturing never have not until um you showed me you know what it, what it is you do here and, and i had no idea that stuff like that existed <laughs> and it's hard to explain like there's no short answers i mean it, anyone... make, it makes sense though why it would exist you know now right. that i know and mm-hmm. it's like a whole nother side of the of the yeah. business game that i wasn't aware of It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, um, I don't know. You want the background on a a little bit? We go, should I, you want me to go through the used soil stuff first? We went through the used already. Should I I keep going? Yeah. Maybe I'll go through first. I don't want to leave. And then I'll go back to, um, kind of the eliminate waste and lean because it's a big one. I mean, uh, Google what lean is and you won't find the same definition twice. And, Mm -hmm. So it is. It's um, a business operating system. It's a, a way of looking at your business. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, so after you eliminate waste, then you standardize your processes. So I talked to um, a well-respected lean consultant, um, someone I learned from, and I told him, hey, I have this business model. Let's go to lunch. I'll buy you lunch. And he's he's international, worldwide lean consultant, learning a lot from him. Um, and I brought this point up to him. I said, do you notice when you're doing consulting on lean, um, a lot of companies, they'll, 
They'll do standardized work first before they eliminate waste. Even though standardized work, it's a way of helping identify waste. But what happens is everyone, you know, the people who do have like work protocols, you know, standard operating procedure, they build waste into it. So they standardize bad process. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, totally. I'm like, yeah. so when I made this model, I made sure to put eliminate waste and it's not, there's eight waste, but not all eight yet because Again, that's just someone saying, hey, there's eight ways. Remember the number eight. It's kind of marketing thing, but you don't start with all eight of the ways. So there's a few ways that you start eliminating. Then you standardize your process, and then you go into eliminating the other types of waste, um, which the model will help show. But So I got his his uh, blessing on that, which meant a lot because I respect him. He's like, yeah, totally, that makes sense. And it kind of sparked an idea with him. Now we work together on stuff. Cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was uh, eliminate waste standardized processes after everything's standardized you want to looking at you want to then go to organize which you're organizing people you're organizing ideas um, and organizing projects so it gets into project management for a leader then then it's about improve improve flow so once you eliminate wastes from whatever doesn't add value to the customer right then you want to standardize that process and the communication piece, you have to have it on each one of these steps. But once things are standardized, you involve the people who do the work to create the standardized work. Um, then you're going to organize people, look at their strengths, their weaknesses, um, and then you're going to improve the flow to the customer. So you can't improve unless you have standards. So it's important that the standardized uh, process it, that goes first, and then you organize and improve. Okay. Because if you try to improve without standards, you don't have a baseline. And if you try to improve without organizing it first, you're going to have issues. So you need to organize, let people know. Like, Because the problem with improving is to improve something, you have to change something. Right. right? When you have to change something, people freak out, even if it helps them. So I have many stories about that. But, <laughs> okay. So after you organize your people, you improve the flow, then you need to learn and what I mean by learn is reflect and see what worked, what didn't work. You just made a bunch of improvements, so you need to take a step back and kind of assess, like learn from it. Um, after you learn, then it is kind of the story you were sharing. I don't remember if it's off air or not, but the quote you gave. Then it's solve problems, yeah. meaning solve new problems. It's once you, once you learn what you did, what worked, what didn't work, don't just give up and say, you know what, that didn't work, so that's enough. It's solve problems as, all right. Make some adjustments. Keep going. That's fine. Now make it solve a new problem. And then how this model wraps around to back to the understand piece, the U of U soils, which is solve new problems. What are external problems now to get into product development? What are some problems that people are having outside externally? Maybe they know what problems they're having, so it's good to talk to them, but maybe figure out something that it's a problem that they don't even know they have. So it's a model that is continuous. It's a cycle, um, very much uh, scientific method. You could put plan, do, check, act in it. But those things are just so broad, plan, do, check, act. Like plan, plan what? What am I planning for? So I, I just made a model that is more specific, understand external, understand internal, speak, share information, eliminate waste, standardize your processes, organize people and thoughts, improve flow, learn and reflect and solve new problems that is more specific uh, on what to do on how to grow your company. Nice. And so use soils. 
Yeah. And, and yeah. you didn't even intend it to spell yeah, that. Yeah, my wife, Monica, I'm like, <laughs> I told my wife, I'm like, you know how it sucks? Like, I always, I always just, you know, I'm critical of people who try to, you know, like the five S's. Like, those don't, so there's five S's in, in Lean, which is workplace organization and safety. So um, with that, it's sort, straighten, or set in order. Some people say shine, standardize, sustain. It's like, okay, what, what do I sustain? What do I standard? Like, it doesn't answer enough questions. Like, all right, sort is good because, like, that's more of a verb. Like, it's an action. And you're like, all right, set an order. What order do I put them in? How, right? Um, I, I guess the problem I'm trying to solve with this model is I have a bunch of lean book. I have every probably lean book. I mean, it's embarrassing how much I need a 5S, my cabinet. Um, but, a lot of the, most of the books, um, they're written to other authors, to other consultants. You could tell where you got to know what's up already. To, you got to know to what cipher it. And right. Uh, right. A new guy like me coming in, I'd be like, what, what's all this? Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt. I'm like, mm-hmm. is there some, why am I having to read this book three or four times? Or why doesn't it all apply? Yeah. And that was the thing. Like when you showed me this, mm-hmm. like I could understand it. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you can apply this to your life. Like, yeah, self-development. Right. This, it's multifaceted. You know, Mm -hmm. you can plug it in wherever. Your business and yourself. Like, it's pretty pretty cool. Well, yeah, maybe let's take it. So how would it, how would we do it individually? Like, let's, let's take it through that, that model. Or let's take the individual view and stick it through this model and see if it applies more, um, more than just to business. So, un understand external and internal mm-hmm. so what do you th- how does it is there anything you want to bring up like how how did you relate it because you're the one who did kind of had the epiphany and kind of made me re- realize there's there's something more to this so like is there any parts of it or do you want to go through it first and then you can chime in or do you want to just yeah, you go through it. i mean we can bounce back whatever okay up to you out there yeah so i thought it was interesting so i'm working with a company called Ciety. Um, two medical doctors, um, Dr. Sam and Dr. Chris, who they're, I'm going to bring them on this show. But as I was explaining this, this model to them, I was like, Hey guys, you know, poke holes in it. Um, see if it applies to education, to the medical field. And so they liked it. Um, and then they said, yeah, they, they were kind of bringing it to the individual level too, because that's, they focused with individual patients. So they said, you know, um, Dr. Sam drew this nice model for me when they help patients who have anxiety, depression, um, and they have a stress level. The way they described it is, you know, everyone has a cup, everyone has a, a mug, a cup. Um, and if you fill that and everyone has their own different size, you know, that's irrelevant. But if you have that cup and you just say, here's stress, you take a bunch of marbles and right. You look at how much stress you have and there's external factors that are causing you stress, things outside of your control and things in your control. So say all the external problems that are stressing you out are the color blue, and all the internal problems that you have that are in your control are red, like take out all the blue stuff. The things you can't control, like dump that out of your cup. Dump those marbles out. Lower that level down, and just focus and deal with the things that are in your control. Right. So be aware of of what's outside. Be aware of those things. But their their business model is live from the inside out. 
So we pay attention to the out, but then we need to understand internally so we could live internally. So they have an awesome uh, tool where you, you take an assessment and it'll tell you kind of what your four core values are or mm-hmm. will tell you what they are. And it kind of solidifies who you are as an individual. And then it helps guide you along um, like how to live those out, how to live those core values out. Right. So I'm going to bring them on. That's going to be a fun podcast. So yeah, that one. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I want, I'm going to ask. I'm going to have you take the assessment too. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get you a login and everything. They have an app and they're 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 doing some really great stuff. They're working with um, Stan State, which is uh, Stanislaus State, uh, Turlock, California. Um, we're working together on implementing this. Like here, here's a cool thing. I don't I don't know since we didn't sign a contract with them yet, but Stanislaus County Office of Education. Um, that's what I was doing last week. I met me and the two doctors. We went in, we met with the board, the superintendent, Scott Kuykendall, who I'm going to have on the show too, to talk mm-hmm. about continuous improvement and growth in education. Um, so we're, we came up with like, how cool would it be as a counselor to know? And, and a lot of it is career counseling, trying to guide them in the future. Like, wouldn't you want to know what their, your students four core values were? So some of the core values are, you know, teamwork, strategy. It's kind of like, you know, Meyer Briggs, is it, do you, are you internal, external, introvert, extrovert? Mm-hmm. Um, so mine are, mine's problem solving, fun, um, logic, and results. Like, yeah, I could probably. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it's good to solidify it, but it's also good to share that with other people um too so like a, a counselor so i'm getting to see here's this is why it's weird this use soils thing see i'm saying it right you understand external understand internal and then sh- i said share it then you want to share that with someone else so if you share it with your counselor that could help you out so you learn internally about yourself so i just thought it was cool that if i'm a counselor and i want to connect this person to a job i want to know what their core values are i took it further i said let's not just connect them to a job, but let's also go talk to the jobs, the industry folks. So uh, around here, the largest winery in the world. And I, and I met with their training director. I said, Hey, would it be cool if people on their resumes, if they also turned in what their four core values were? So you can know, cause some of them trust some humility, problem solving, um, because you want a diverse team. You don't want just everyone who's. So you know, is this like a, um, is this like a, like a certification that they're trying to like, Make it like a like a cert like a certif- yes. certified in your core values, basically. Something where you could put it on paper for your resume. Mm. Is that what they're trying to do with that? So they're gonna certify um, people to give the test. And then once you so you're gonna go online, you're gonna whether it's an app, and you're gonna do an assessment. Mm-hmm. I forget how many questions it is, probably takes like 15, 20 minutes. Just gonna ask you questions about kind of who you are, the things you enjoy. Um, once you answer those, it will it will spit out your four core values. Yeah. So then, yeah, you'll you'll have that that information. That's pretty cool. That's something yeah. you can put on paper, put on yeah. your resume. The, the, yeah. yeah, they even have that this like legit. cube. Yeah. yeah, of of what it is, um, a little cube that has your four core values on it. Um, so it's good to learn about yourself. But I think that's another like cheat sheet. If I'm a counselor and I want to hook this person up um, with a job, so here here's something cool. Um, my niece, Marissa, you know, Heather, my sister. Mm-hmm. So her oldest, she's 19. Um, she was going to buyer and she dropped out of buyer of high school. 
So last last Christmas, about a year ago, I don't think I ever told you this story. Um, so my sister's kind of like, hey, like, you know, we've tried so much with her and like we know she's smart and she is smart. She's just not not motivated with school. Like she likes doing her own thing. And I get that. Like I, I barely got a 2.0. I just got enough to get by in high school. But in, yeah. for my MBA, I'm getting straight A's because I was interested and motivated. So she's just like, I, I probably even offered like, here, let me, let me, let me pick her up. I haven't spent time with her in a while. And let me just talk to her. Cause the stuff I'm doing with, um, comeback kids, um, just, I'm talking to a lot of colleges and, you know, my son is, he's 18 or dang, he's 19 now. Wow. I just, wow. Yeah, I know I didn't want to tell you, but he just turned 19. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so I pick her up and I'm just like, Hey, how you doing Marissa? Like, you know, how's everything? Like, I'm like, all right, so what's up with school? Like, um, you know, she's working at the Dollar Tree, which is fine. Um, like, come on, let's get you, what's up with your diploma? I'm like, or so what are you interested in, in doing? Like, what are some things that you think are fun? And I'm thinking, you know, this is millennial type on her phone all the time. Um, she's pretty quiet, but she's thinking all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm like, here, check out this app, answer these questions. Because, you know, you get that, uh, you know, you have kids like, hey, how was school? Fine. Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. Right? So I'm like, here, you don't have to tell uncle all this stuff, but just do take this little app test and then tell me what it spits out. So you think of someone who's quiet, who's artistic, um, her core values that popped up. One of them was adventure. Um, one was something to do with, like, being outdoors. Um, and I was like, wait, what? When she told me that, I stopped her. I'm like, you like being outdoors? She's like, oh, I love it. And one was compassion. She's like, I love animals, and I, I want to be outdoors. I'm like, oh, I never knew that. But she's like, yeah, I love camping. I'm like, what? We've never been camping. Your sister doesn't take She's like, I know. That I wish you would go camping. Wow. I, I had no idea. I would have, if I would have bet any money, I would have lost. There, it was the last thing. She's like, yeah, I wish I was outdoors more. So then I'm thinking, okay, here's someone who's struggling in school. What motivates her? What drives her is being outside. So you're going to sit someone in a classroom all day long, sit here and, and be lectured and memorize a bunch of stuff where she's creative, she's adventurous, and she loves being outside. So it's wow. like, no wonder she got didn't do well in school. So it's funny. She ended up, we're just having a conversation, like wanting to be like a park ranger. That's I'm what like, I was thinking. Really? When you was listening to all that, yeah, I'm, all her values like park ranger. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, where the? <laughs> I'm like, is that even a real job, or is that just like on Yogi Bear? Is that like I don't know? I'm ignorant to it. So she looks it up, and there's an actual job. There's a it's a like parkranger.org.edu. I mean, I know a guy you, going to school for that right now. See, yeah. I, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. I didn't know this was yeah. a thing. I mean. So if it, this, this tool, it, it opens conversations and, and dialogues. And I learned some about my niece because of this little tool. If it does way more than that, but if it only for that, like, that's pretty cool to open up a di- I mean, I learned a lot about my niece mm-hmm. in a short drive from here to Fresno. I picked her up. We went to Fresno to go do Christmas in my sister's house. Um, she was visiting her grandma. That's why she was here. But yeah, yeah so we looked it up and here, here's the cool thing is that once so i said what are the requirements and on that website it says the requirements like you need your diploma your ged and it does recommend that you have some college experience and and it gave a few different classes so i said hey that's the end goal so yeah you're gonna have to go through some of the motions and yeah i get it i'm like high school's not very fun and but look once you finish that look you could be outside all the time and get what you want yeah 
So you get paid for it and get paid for it. So here's this. So I took her to Comeback Kids to enroll uh, the next week because I thought, oh, maybe it was just a car ride, just being nice, trying to like, all right, uncle, we're, I'm trapped with you in the car. No, she went to, we went to an orientation the week later. She went back, took all of her classes. She just has to take one test now, and she'll be down with her diploma. Wow. It motivated her. Yeah. So I get to see her, you know, in a week here for Christmas um, and be like, hey, just want one more test. And she was just done with school. It wasn't for her. But just knowing that she could live out, like, her core values. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty powerful thing. Um, their tool does a, a lot more because it will help you realize things. And um, like even even for me, what I realized, like, I want to get back in shape. Like, me and you were talking about different diets <laughs> and different crazy things that people do. And, Joe, you know this. See, I, I could have just probably asked you and you would have told me, but... Um, you know, I like being around people. That's where yeah. I get energy from. Right. Um, and so I'm like, here, I want to exercise. So we got a bike. Eh, didn't really do that. We got a rowing machine. It's cool. Mm, got bored of that. Um, went to the gym, ran on their treadmill. Because I'm like, oh, there's people around there. That didn't work. So I'm like, what am I? So when I did my core assessment and teamwork was one of my values, I'm like, oh, I need an exercise thing where I'm actually interacting with people. Mm-hmm. So we started playing tennis. I never played tennis. I thought all the nerds played tennis, you know, but it was so fun and I'm still playing now. So it's helping me exercise when I really just realized like, yeah, teamwork. Like I need that interaction, not just being in the same room as people. Like, I actually don't like that, you know, when we went yeah. to Guitar Center, but <laughs> like interacting with people and, and talking and learning about them. So now I'm playing tennis, something I used to make fun of. Um, really make fun of it but i just never saw myself playing tennis but so now we do and it's fun it's good like our families not that we weren't close before but it's like another cool activity that we all do yeah yeah, we all go out and do it the whole family so that's pretty cool interesting so yeah internally um as a from an individual view goes to understand external internal speak share you know, and I read this study, I was talking to the, the doctors about this, and I mean, they have so much data and research, that's why it, they're such a great source of information, um, and we're talking about different articles we read, and I was mentioning, I read that when you tell someone else your goals, like whether it's a fitness goal, an individual goal, I want to say you're 30 to 40% more likely to succeed. So you got something to prove. You got something to prove, and yeah. you have this guilt, it's almost like, Going to a gym and having a partner, you're more likely to go because you don't want to let someone down. So even in in this model, if you share what your goals are, then you're more likely to succeed Mm -hmm. with them. And um, yeah, so from an individual view, I thought that was pretty cool. And then it's the eliminate waste. If you go back to that cup example with the marbles, um, you know, what adds value to your life? What doesn't add value? What can you control? What can't you control? And you write those things down. Here's, here's what I want to work on. Here's my goals. I want to be that park ranger. I'm going to tell my uncle about it. Now eliminate waste. What's all this stuff that's not adding value to you doing those things? Like, do I, do I need to play that many video games? Do I need to be on my phone that long? Like, is that adding value to my goal? I'm not saying totally eliminate. But you want to at least reduce it. Like, yeah, instead think, of putting, yeah. I think once you know what it is, mm-hmm. you know, that makes you want to get up every day in the morning, mm-hmm. 
that stuff slowly starts to fade away. The stuff that mm-hmm. the garbage, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you start inching closer and closer to your goal and you start seeing it. You start seeing mm-hmm. it for real mm-hmm. instead of in your head. So I don't know if you know this about me, but when I started doing music with you, mm-hmm. just doing, you know, me and Joey, we're, we're in a band with do music. Um, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> Um, I stopped watching TV. I wouldn't watch TV. See, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I turned it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. So even in my senior in high school. So I'm so illiterate when it comes to like what's going on and and uh, pop culture. I'm like, uh, I don't. I don't know because I just made a, a commitment to myself that if I want to if I want to do music or if I want to be successful in my career, like what adds value? And I kind of. You know, I'm just realizing now talking to you, I mean, I, I don't know why I did it. I didn't have a model, but again, this, this use source thing is to be proactive. So you don't have to take so long to figure things out. Um, but yeah, so, um, so now as I started this use soils model, it's funny. I, I don't have any social media. I've LinkedIn and that's it. I don't No Facebook, don't, Instagram. Right. No. So just because it didn't add value, <laughs> it was almost toxic once we won't get into any of that stuff, yeah. but it was just. There's too much. It wasn't a happy place. And I, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to focus on something that I feel will make a difference instead of going on social media, complaining about things like, all right, what could I really do to help make a difference to help improve the situation? Mm-hmm. So that, that was the definite motivator for this as well. Um, yeah. And then I think, so going on to the, the individual model of understanding external internal speaking through the information, eliminating waste then to standardize which is the s and soils the first s it's kind of just get a get a routine right now that you eliminated waste kind of start figuring out a schedule like when you're going to do what when you're going to work on those goals what i learned is not to overdo it like even starting off at a gym don't start off yeah i'm going to work out four hours on the first day it's like you know the best way to eat an elephant one bite at a time yeah it's just So take that one bite and see when you're going to do that thing. So if I know I need to spend four hours a week, don't do all four hours on Monday, which gets into a lean concept of batching. But yeah, spread it out. Do one hour a day. Yeah. Uh, break it up and just, yeah, start small. So once you start standardizing and, and scheduling yourself, start working on those things that add value. And then organize. It ties into that, which is the O and use soils. But it's just, you know, organize the people around you, meaning like, Hang out with the people, the right people who help add value, help contribute to you achieving your goals Right, that are genuinely happy for you um, to achieve those goals. So you got to kind of just organize. And this even goes to finding a babysitter, right? You're organizing people around you. If you have kids, like, all right, what's that plan look like? When am I going? If I have to go do these things, you know, just kind of reorganizing after you've eliminated those things in your life that don't add value, then it's all right. After you're organized, now improve. Do the things like your task list that you wrote out when you're speaking on your speaking phase. Like go and do those things. Go right. make the improvements. Do them. So mine was I went out and I tried tennis. I went and I did those things. So for me, I standardize a process. I'll, I'll go back to the first S is my tennis example. Once I learned my core values, standardize it was getting routine. So I figured out a time of when I could actually go play tennis. My work schedule. I organized my schedule uh, to get organized. I went, I found a place that has tennis courts, right? Where it has lights. So I'm getting, I'm getting organized. I'm getting prepared. Mm-hmm. Then the improved part is really saying now go do that improvement, right? I said 
to achieve my goals of being more active, I want to live out my core values. I need to get a tennis membership. So I need to go do it. Go play tennis. Try it out. Like, see if you like it. So I did. um, And then I was learning. Yeah, which is next one. I was learning how to have fun. And um, the cool thing was about this, we, of course, it's our family. We don't keep score. But I told everyone, yeah, my goal is not to really get good at tennis. My goal is still to exercise. So it's like I'm exercising, I'm winning, you know, so we're having fun. And then it's solve problems, right, is the final one. You know what problems I had to solve is my tennis shoes. I wasn't have the right tennis shoes on. So I could have just said, you know what, I quit. Uh, I, I don't want to buy. No, I went on. I found some, like, you know, actual tennis shoes that were made for tennis, some some new balances that were like $20 on clearance. And, oh, my feet feel better. So like I said, you know what, tennis isn't for me. My feet hurt. Uh, let me try something else again. But no, I had to, I found, there was a problem, an obstacle. So I went and I got the shoes, yeah. um, right, without spending a bunch of money. But I didn't let it stand in my way of, of achieving my goals. So, yeah, it totally works on a, on a personal it level, does. too. It does, yeah. Is there any, anyone on there that kind of stood out that made you, not just now, but when I first told you about it, you're the one who brought it up. You're like, yeah, that works spiritually and on an individual like level. Do you remember what part of it kind of brought it up or just as a whole? I mean, it just, it just seems like, it just seems like a process that you go through when you're, when you're spiritually awakening, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just, it's the flow of it, mm-hmm. you know, made me, made me see that it's just that it, it's each step leads to the next one, to the next one. Mm-hmm. It, it's like effortless. Mm-hmm. It just opens up. And I'm like, man, like that's, you could use that up for, for personal development. I could totally see that, you know? Yeah. And that it's cool. I wasn't intending for it, but yeah, you made me realize like, yeah. Oh, maybe I kind of stumbled across doing these things. And I mean, that's great too. If this works for individuals and that that's part of the reason for the podcast too, is like, Look, the used soils, I'm going to sell it to, to businesses and, you know, the, I'm consulting. But if people listen on a podcast and could apply it to themselves, I'm not trying to make money off of it, mm-hmm. everyone. Like, I think it's genuine. I mean, I, I went out and bought all this equipment around Christmas time <laughs> just because I feel like we have something important to say yeah. and that it could genuinely help people. Um, you know, it's a to, good map. You know. It's a good, it's a roadmap, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but it's easy to understand. It's Good. And that's, yeah, the, the simpler I can make things, the better. Cause that's how I understand. I try to break things down and simplify them. And I, I Gary proof things. If I could understand them, like, all right, then other, other people should be able to understand yeah. it. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> what else is, <laughs> that's a good one. I'm going to have a bunch of stories <laughs> and uh, different things. Um, well, this is good. This is a good, you know, we got, Explain. You gave a good, really good explanation on what what U soils is and what it what it stands for, mm-hmm. you know. And I think with the podcast going forward, it will be. You know, we could develop certain things, but having different guests because I want to get their their perspective on how they're growing and if they could give insight to the listeners. So we'll we'll go from the medical view of the things that they're doing to support continuous growth. Go from educational view. Um, and also just find out like what, what problem we're trying to solve. 
So I guess the problem I was trying to solve with this model was that the information out there, um, it's like all over the place. You have to buy 16 different books to really put together this model as opposed to here. Is there one book that could take the best out of different books and that it is proven to work and could simplify it and put it into kind of one package um, so that's that's what I was working on for four years, just yeah. trying to come up with this roadmap. And that's what that's what's difficult coming up with the roadmap because I've changed stuff around. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense this way. So when I finally got it, I'm I bought even more books. I'm like, here, I'm trying to prove I want to I want to prove the model wrong. And then I found different people from different areas um, who are unbiased, and well, I know they're biased. I found people who are extremely good at what they do but respected me and cared about me enough to be brutally honest with me. So I'm like, I said, here, here's a model that I developed. I've had different meetings and I let them know like how you really could help me is by being brutally honest because I don't want to be embarrassed later that I got something wrong. Like I'll let you, you know, I'll give you the information, sleep on it, like come up with something wrong with it. And um, I'll say there were some spots that were soft at first, but they helped me develop it. So I just mm-hmm. like, who are some of the smartest people I know I could run this by? So you were one of them. Um, medical doctors, people with their EDDs, people who worked at the largest companies in the world. Like here, here it is. Beat, beat me up with it. You know, do me the, uh, you know, give me the respect to give me feedback. Like I'm, you won't hurt my feelings. Like help, help me make this thing. And the reaction that I got was like, holy moly. Like I'm seeing mm-hmm. people with their, their, their medical degrees, like their jaws drop and say like, this is it. I'm like, don't just mess. And, and they weren't. Um, and how I know they weren't is I let them use the model for, for other things that they're working on, just kind of pilot it out. And when you see these uh, professionals who are high up and their job is obviously extremely important to them using the model because it's genuinely helping them accomplish something. Yeah. Like the proofs in the pudding, I guess. Um, so it was, it was, I was humbled and I was also just like, wow, that is cool. I, you know, I've been working so hard on it for years that it's, gl- I'm just glad to see that it actually helps. And, and they did, they found a few things that I needed to, I guess the word that was used by one person was like, it's kind of soft in this area. So I said, oh, okay, let me, let me go back and, and kind of flush that out more. And then I ran about, I was like, yes. So it is kind of a collaboration of a lot of great people's minds yeah. and inputs. And um, so that's what, that's what it's exciting, getting the different applications of it. Okay. Yeah, so I guess without going on a tangent, really the, the problem that I'm trying to solve was, you know, have you ever watched a, a good YouTube video where it's very motivational and I'm like, wow, that's an awesome concept. But now what do I do? What do I do with that concept? Like, you know, Simon Sinek, I, I really like his, you know, start with why. And so I would watch that video and I even showed it to a few classes said, yeah, trying to learn your purpose, look at from the inside out. And, you know, so everyone's like, cool. But I always wanted to know, all right, now that I watched the video, now it's the next day I'm back having to work. How do I apply that? Like, like what is step one? Right. So there's, there's different things that are a good message. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm inspired. Now, what do I do with that inspiration? Like, what are the steps? Like I need someone or something to, to hold my hand and show me here, do this. So when I think of a good roadmap, 
the use soils roadmap, understand external. So that now that gives me focus. That gives me direction. So externally, what is going on? I could look at the market. I could look at my current customers. So I'm thinking outside. So I just wanted a framework that gave a roadmap of where to start. So that's kind of how I developed it. And you know, there's things like strength finders that, um, yeah, find out about yourself. All right, cool. I did that. I understand who I'm, but now what? So I'm working on developing the how to live those things out, how to apply concepts. I didn't, because myself, I was looking for that and I couldn't find it. I couldn't mm -hmm. find really good roadmaps. So I'm like, all right, if there's nothing out there like that, I'm going to have to develop it. And really I developed it for me and, and my business consulting and for my teaching. Um, I, I teach at Brandman university. I'm a, I'm a professor there and I just, um, you know, it's extra time. So I'm like, how could I really give students and my clients something, a roadmap after the class is over that they could start working on? Um, so that's kind of the problem I was trying to solve is to give a roadmap for myself uh, when I'm inspired on what to do next with it. Okay. Um, yeah, so just this is definitely the, the introduction podcast and um did i say podcast yeah podcast <laughs> that we're working on um so i have some good guests lined up where um the theme is it is the continuous growth podcast so things that need to grow or need to improve so a big topic is going to be education um, i work with high schools community colleges with universities and i look at helping them out with curriculum so that it is relevant to the students um, get away from lecturing more into having students problem solve and apply uh, i do some work with maker spaces which is a, a fun new concept it's really like you know back in the day when we had wood shop but now it's a 3d printer instead of a wood shop yeah um, um, so helping them set things up i've i've learned a lot so we're going to talk about the different the change that needs to happen in education and with the professors and what's being taught. And instead of telling students what to think, teaching them how to think. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that. I'm going to bring a few different guests on that are well-respected people that I learned from. So the audience will be able to learn right along with us. Mm -hmm. So, and then another part of the, the show, what we'll be doing is having people send us emails um, asking different business questions. So small business owners, large business owners, people who, who are leaders. Um, so basically get some free consulting. I'll have them email a few different scenarios, okay. whether it's a people problem, a process problem, uh, a product problem. Uh, how do I grow my business? So we'll, we'll be having that section as well and different, different guests on. So, um, yeah, we'll, we're going to look at education. We're going to look at, I'm going to bring, um, the medical doctors on so they could talk about all the problems and all the things they've done wrong with, with, um, healthcare, which is pretty interesting is they're like, Hey, we've been solving symptoms and we're and healthcare. So reactive, which it is right. What, yeah. what do they do? What's preventative medicine? What, right. So instead of diagnosing everything and saying, yeah, you know, when you're 40 years old, you're going to get, you know, your, your procedure colonoscopy, that's right. The only thing that's really proactive and like, why do you wait until you're 40 until you have that? Right. Everything else is here. Here's some medicine. Here's some medicine. 
So they're going to talk about really finding the root cause, and that's kind of how we hit it off. What is the root cause? Let's solve the root cause of problems. Um, that way we could truly improve. So it goes into the continuous growth model. So education, we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about and a lot of leadership, how to lead uh, any type of business, lead an organization, even I think the principles, will, we could flush it out next time. But like leading your family, or is there things that could apply to your family? You know, that's your team. So haven't ran it through that model, but I, I'm sure we'll figure out a way to do I'm it. I'm sure it'll apply, you know. It's pretty seamless. But yeah, looking forward to all that. That sounds good. Yeah, so I guess in the in the meantime, people could reach out with questions at uh, Gary at BCI Lean, L-E-A-N dot com. That's Gary at B-C-I L-E-A-N dot com. And then the website is B-C-I Lean dot com. And then, Joey, we'll get our we'll get our websites going for the podcast. And yeah. People could reach out. Definitely. So, yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, check out episode two that will be coming up. We'll probably try and do them. I know it's holiday seasons right now, but um, I don't know, every, every week or so. Yeah. All right. Cool. Looking forward to it. All righty.